Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Poor Richard's Cafe and Star Local Media. Poor Richard's Cafe, Plano's oldest restaurant since 1973. They are open daily from 5.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., serving the three most important meals of the day, breakfast, lunch, and dessert. It is true Texas homestyle cooking made with love and grit at his Poor Richard's Cafe, located off of Avenue K in Plano. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. I'm Brian Murphy, accompanied by Devin Hassan, Taylor Raglan. Today, it's going to be all about 4A and our uh, three teams that we yeah. cover uh, <laughs> in Class 4A. We don't dip too the much. The beginning and the end of 4A. Yeah, you know, most of our programs are some of the bigger programs in the state, literally, you know, with the 5A and 6A squads here here locally. But, you know, we do have some some 4A teams, some very, very good. Well, I was going to say, fortunately, they have to be three of the better <laughs> yeah, ones. We yeah. don't have to talk about a 1-9 and nine team and what they have to do to improve. Thank first, God. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, some historic teams, uh, teams that have been making state runs as of late as well uh, in Argyle. Uh, and then, of course, Sunnyvale, you know, right down the street, nestled in there next to Mesquite. And then, of course, Salina, who has, you know, has made the playoffs, you know, a million years in a row. Uh, you know, where do we want to kind of begin with this one? You know, the Salina-Argyle rivalry is kind of, is, is a fun one, you know, especially what happened last year, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with Salina, you know, getting blown out, you know, in the regular season finale against Argyle. You know, the first two playoff uh, weeks go by, you know, Salina uh, keeps chugging along, and, and then they, they face Argyle in, in round three, and then some words were said. I don't know if you all remember that uh, when I met with Coach Elliott, and, you know, they were stirring the pot uh, a little bit, and, you know, an article I wrote gained a lot of traction from some quotes that were in there uh, talking about how Argyle, you know, doesn't wasn't ready for Salina in Salina time in, in the playoffs, and they gave him a heck of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Argyle won that game on a, on a last minute play and then they went on to uh, to lose to Waco La Vega another team they played it earlier in the season there as well but that's Solana Argyle rivalry uh, I know you just you wrote a, mm-hmm. a team preview uh, over Argyle what's kind of what's kind of the mood you know heading into this season after them getting eliminated in the fourth round yeah we can yeah we can start with the Eagles um, they're gonna be Argyle there's really no other way to yeah. there's really no other way to say it you're in you're out there I mean they're kind of the 4A Allen in a lot of years I mean obviously regional finalists last year um, got run over by a La Vega team that you know I think wasn't going to be denied no. <laughs> last year I think it was just La Vega's year and it's hard um, to beat a team twice yeah and it's it, it was just one of those things where like I said La Vega I think just kind of was that team of destiny last year and and that's the way it goes but um, Argyle brings back 34 Letterman uh, from a regional final run, like I mentioned. Um, other than that 31-14 loss to La Vega, really no other stinkers. I mean, they were dominant um, all season. Uh, they bring back, uh, I think, you know, one of the most important pieces and one of the most talented pieces in 4A and, and Bo Hogaboom, who actually not even going to be a football player at the collegiate level. Um, he's committed to play baseball at Houston. 
So, I mean, you want to talk about arm talent, I'm sure he's got plenty of it. Um, you know, but last year he had like, I don't know, 3,300 yards and 44 touchdowns or something through the air. Expect no less um, this season. You know, like I said, 34 Letterman back, um, you know, plenty of talent around him. Obviously a tremendous athlete, you know, one of those multi-sport guys that's just, you know, kind of all over the place and, and you know what you're going to get. Um, and that's really just the theme of, you know, Argyle in general. You know what you're going to get. They bring back so much every single year. Um, they bring back people to replace what little they, they did lose. Um, you know, Jake Sullivan is back. He had 81 tackles out of the secondary uh, last year. Um, their defensive line is going to be really good. Tate Van Poppel's back. Um, he had three sacks. Um, Blake Sullivan's back. Um, you know, a couple of other really talented uh, pieces in the secondary, and Riley Hartman and Connor Kilgore. Um, you know, on offense, there <laughs> there's no shortage of, of impactful players all over the place. Obviously, it starts with Hogaboom. Um, you know, but then Tito Bryce is, is back. He had 1,500 yards on the ground last yeah. year. Like, I mean, it, it's goes on and on. Where do you start? <laughs> like, I mean, where do you start trying to defend? Um, you know, that team. Obviously, La Vega figured it out. Um, but you know, other than that game, like I said. They were Argyle, and they should be this year. And and that kind of transitions, I guess, into you want to talk about, you know, a game to watch. We can get into Argyle Salina um, here in a minute. I know you uh, have some notes on Salina, but you know it, they're kind of like Allen, uh, not only in how dominant they are year in year out, especially as of late, but um, also in the fact that their preseason is always kind of where the test is. You know, their their district schedule, you know, outside of maybe Salina just doing something crazy and pulling off something like they did in the postseason, or, you know, one of those other teams, Paris, Melissa, Anna, just absolutely getting a wild hair and, and doing something insane. Um, it, it's it's not a true test for a team Paris like is that. pretty good. I know. I, I think they are too, but it's 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 the same way that I thought Plano East was pretty good last year. And then you gotta go play Allen. Like you know what I mean? Like it's it's this this dynamic where sure maybe one of those teams can jump up on a given night and, and have the game of their lives and compete with Argyle. Um, but you know, they get La Vega week two, you know, in the preseason and honestly you look at their schedule and and that's kind of the game that stands out. Like that's the test. That's kind of where you test and see where you're at. Uh, obviously, it doesn't mean everything, you know, because last year, as you mentioned, they they beat La Vega and then you know run into the playoffs and and you know it's a different story. Same thing with Salina. I uh, ended up beating Salina in the playoffs, but um, you know a different story in the postseason there as well. But yeah, I mean, it's you're going to learn a lot about Argyle through their non-district schedule. Um, should be dominant again uh, within. Uh, their league, you know, the the Paris and Melissa's and Anna's of the world are going to be good. So Anna's going to be good, but I think they're you know fighting for for a second fiddle to to the Eagles. And I'm I'm not too familiar with those East Texas 4A schools. I know you are, uh, Devin. Some of those you know smaller schools out out in you know East Texas and whatnot. But I, I feel like that district is one of the better 4A districts in the state. Mm -hmm. You know, you have Argyle, you have Salina. Whether they're Salina or not, they're still going to be there. You know, you have Paris, who was awesome last year, mm -hmm. and then Melissa, who has one of the best dual threat four A quarterbacks yeah. in the state, and Brandon Lewis. Yep. Fun fact: Lake La Vega beat Melissa, Paris, and Argyle in the playoffs last mm -hmm. year. It's just like La Vega was just on a mission. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so let's let's talk a little about Salina. Yeah. So you know, last year was a, a down year <laughs> for Salina. And they still make the playoffs, of course. Uh, granted, it was the four seed, which is kind of weird. Uh, it, it had been a while since they were the four seed. And, you know, they just still casually make it three rounds deep in the playoffs. And honestly, 
they should be better this year. Yeah, yeah. No, I know they graduated you know, some, some big-time playmakers that have been with that program for a while. Kagan Roach, uh, who went to Army. Noah Ross, who was a multi-sport athlete for them. Uh, just a couple names there. Uh, Ryan Nebaker, a stud safety. Uh, you know, but they bring back a lot, mm -hmm. a lot of talent. Logan Engel at the linebacker position, he'll be one of the best linebackers, one of the best defensive players in the district. They bring back a quarterback uh, in Hunter Watson, who you know, they haven't had a, a, a two-year starter at quarterback consistently uh, since Connor Pingleton, you know, when he led them to, to state uh, four or five years ago. So they, they had that consistency there uh, at, with Watson. He's a tall, long guy, baseball player as well, like Bo Hogaboom, not the same caliber <laughs> as Bo Hogaboom. Not a Houston um, command. <laughs> no, no, and then they have Logan Point, you know, running the football. He's committed to Navy, uh, and he's just a monster. He's been a, a starter for this in that backfield uh, since he was a sophomore. Uh, he just keeps getting bigger and stronger and bigger. He he ran for over fifteen hundred yards last season. I think he could flirt, you know, with that eighteen hundred, you know, close to two thousand uh, mark mark this season. I, I expect, you know, they bring back seven guys from that defense. You know, like I said, they lost Kagan Roach, but you know, that defense is very experienced, and I. I Realistically, I think they can be somewhere, you know, challenging Paris. You know, last year they got well, blown out by Paris. I think the important thing in, in that matchup is I consider it, you know, just looking at this district, you know, on, on day zero before we know anything about really anybody yeah. actually on the field. That could be the game for the number two seed, realistically. Sure. And, mm -hmm. and depending on how good Melissa is, depending on the steps that Anna takes, you know, there, there are some things. But I think it's Paris and Salina are kind of two and three in some order. And notably, you know, Paris... They got to host Salina last year. You know, Paris got to come this way. You know, out to Salina, mm -hmm. out to that new stadium. Um, you know, maybe it makes a difference. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe Paris is just a better football team and, and continuing to take steps forward. But you know, it's not nothing. You know, it's not a short trip. This district doesn't have a whole lot of travel outside uh, of those Paris schools. Um, you know, it's not it's not that bad going from. I mean, Melissa, Anna, Salina are all you know within a stone's throw of each other. But you know, those those Paris schools. Um, you know, that's a little bit more of a haul. So Paris having come to Salina to a new stadium. You never know. You never know. Yeah. But they could just blow them out again. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media. 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. And now, let's get back to the podcast. Sunnyvale. <laughs> what is going on down there? You know, the thing about these three schools, we have the current powerhouse, mm -hmm. the traditional powerhouse, and a program that a lot of people think has the potential to, to, to reach that level. I mean, people, you know, do you remember Sunnyvale is still less than a decade old. Um, and really? So it, That's it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they That's were part of Mesquite ISD for oh. years and years and years and years. Um, and so it takes a while to build a football program out there when you, you know, start a school district and whatnot. Uh, but they've kind of hit their stride. They've made five straight playoff appearances. Uh, they've won the district title four times during that span. They're 49 to 10 um, in the last five years. And last year really made a smooth transition up from 3A um, to, to 4A in all sports, but but especially football where depth, you know, becomes the numbers crunch becomes an issue when you move up in classification in football more so than any other sport. Um, they're certainly equipped uh, to defend that district title. Uh, 14 starters are back. Uh, they have a three-year starter at quarterback in Trip Makeda, um, who's always been a good runner, uh, even as uh, on varsity as, as a freshman, but he's rushed for more than 1,000 yards in each of the last two seasons, uh, rushed for 24 touchdowns last year, but really developed passing the ball as, as the season went on and some of those younger receivers got kind of a rhythm with them. He ends up throwing for 
1,700 yards, 15 touchdowns. Um, so you can see the progress he made over the course of the year. And it kind of carried over into the summer when Sunnyville went down to College Station and won the state 7-on-7 seven seven, uh, Division mm-hmm. II bracket down there, which, you know, again, there's no correlation to success in the summer, success in the fall, but you got to be able to throw the ball around to win a 7-on-7 seven seven tournament. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like I said, some of those younger guys like Noel McDill, uh, like Max McCade, his younger brother who plays a freshman, uh, they've got a good receiver unit. Uh, Emmanuel Renze averaged 8.6 yards per carry last year, so he's kind of ready to step into that feature running back role that was kind of a platoon uh, situation last year. And again, their, their defense should be solid. Uh, Brendan Ferguson and Ashton Wright on the line. Uh, Devin Sterling, who's an outstanding prospect, and Jake Taylor both had over 100 tackles last year. And the uh, defensive backfield should be solid with guys like Will Van Bessem, uh, Max McAda, and even quarterback Trip McAda was one of their leading tackles last year. That's hmm. you know the thing about 4A and yep. you know Division One and especially Division Two. You got so many guys that have to play both the ways. We want to go play play both the ways. Even the quarterback sometimes lines mm-hmm. up on the other side and plays a physical role uh, on the defense. So um, Sunnyvale, like I say, the expectations are high. They've, they've done it here now for five straight years. Um, they probably the preseason favorite coming in in that district, and so we'll see what happens. Like I said, they, they've had they had one run three years ago to the regional <laughs> finals. Um, you know, it's, it's a hard road, especially in 4A Division Two, because you mentioned the toughest district in 4A. You, a, you know, you have a point with that group. That 6A uh, Division II um, that, that Sunnyvale runs into in the first round, you know, they were the champion, and they had to play Gilmer in the first round. And that, that 6 um, has that has uh, Texas Canada Liberty, Elow, Gilmer, Texas Canada Pleasant Grove, who just won a state hmm. championship, and Pittsburgh, who went, I think, three or four rounds deep. So, I mean, that's that's your four playoff teams right there. So, any of those first-round matchups are just brutal. That is it's, awful. That is brutal. Yeah, I, and that's just... Two years ago, Pleasant Grove was one of the best teams I saw, period. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because they, they beat Salina two years ago in the playoffs, and they just destroyed them. Yeah. And they would have beaten a lot of 5A and some 6A teams, for sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, so so we'll see. That, that first-round matchup is going to be a doozy, whether they finish first or fourth in that district. But, uh, you know... For now, they're just focusing on getting better, and I, I certainly think that with the uh, the experience they have coming back and, and that the number of younger players they have, they're able to step in each year. Um, you know, there's kind of one of those sleeper teams in that region. That name McDill, why does that sound so familiar with Sunnyvale? That is uh, Jill McDill, the girls' basketball coach. Her son. Okay. Yes. Okay. I knew there was a correlation yes. with McDill and Sunnyvale. That's the only time I've ever heard that last name. So, and I knew McDill was. And and, and, and the older son, Caleb, was a record-setting quarterback for them oh, three, four years ago. Okay. For one of those guys who throws for twenty-five hundred yards in that offense. So it's a very talented, sports-oriented family. Okay. So McDill's a famous name in hmm. Sunnyvale halls, huh? Well, and in, in Mesquite halls, she was uh, she was part of the inaugural class of the Mesquite Hall of Honor. She was an outstanding hmm. uh, basketball player. At North Mesquite um, went to the state tournament with them, and, and obviously parlayed that into into playing in college, and then into one of the most successful coaching careers that you'll you'll see around. So, well, this podcast turned into the the Jill McGill special. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, that'll just about wrap it up uh, for this four A edition with Argyle, Salina, Short and Sweet, and Sunnyvale. Uh, good luck to those teams. All three of those teams could make a run at yeah. state uh, next year, so we'll keep an eye on those next week. Taylor and myself will dip into uh, a couple 5A districts, uh, 4 5A Division One, uh, with Carrollton Farmers Branch and some of the other schools in that district, uh, and then 5 5A Division One as well, which is you know majority of my district with the six Frisco schools, uh, the Colony and Little Elm. So make sure to stay tuned for that. That'll wrap it up uh, for this week for Devin Hassan, Taylor Raglan. I'm Brian Murphy. We'll see you next week. 
Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.